Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, uh, welcome once again to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski, Mike Kapler, uh, right here with me, uh, getting together for our weekly gig cast, G-I-G, Growing in Grace, and we got some uh, great stuff to talk about after this. I, I just love that series that we just completed last week, Cap, the uh, Covenant Confusion series. And and by the way, there are a lot of ways that you can get a hold of us. We we love hearing from you. We love hearing uh, your emails, and if you have any comments about the program, you can connect with us also on Facebook. It's facebook.com uh, forward slash Grace Roots. Real easy to find us there. And uh, Cap, do you you don't tweet, do you? I haven't jumped on the tweet bandwagon yet, no. <laughs> I have not. Well, you need to, but anyway, if you want to connect with one of us, it's, it's uh, at Grace Roots on Twitter, and uh, we'll try to get the cap talked into uh, the Twitter thing. And really, the only thing I really do on it is I post the program, and every once in a while I post something that comes to my mind, something I've shared on Facebook. I'll share it on Twitter, too. But anyway, you can uh, find us those ways, and like I said, you can also email us. And uh, you can find all that information on our uh, podcast website, growingingrace.org. Well, how's things going with you, Kat? Yeah, and, and share that uh, website with some people you know out there, because the world is filled with people who really, they love God, they want to know more about Him, they want to know where they stand in the in the big picture of, of what God has done, but they're just not sure, and some of the things they've learned through religion has left them empty and wondering and hopefully some of what we have to share will, will help bring them out of that and, and free them into something that uh, God has meant for us to be free from. That is something that is old and passed away, that we are now into something new that has brought us liberty and forgiveness and uh, unconditional love, all these things. And Joel, you mentioned how we just uh, completed this series called Covenant Confusion, although I, I have the feeling we've only completed the series in title only. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's <laughs> there's much there's, more to be said about that, as, as they as say. As Johnny Carson used to say, "More to come." <laughs> there's plenty more to come, and that's you know, uh, like you were talking about having asking people if they would share our program with people. That's the type of stuff that they're going to hear stuff about the differences between the old and the new covenants, because that's so important, and and so much of what we talk about really is kind of you know just branches out from all of that, and so definitely in uh, the weeks, months, and years to come. However long this program lasts, we'll be sharing more of those uh, old covenant, new covenant contrast and, and why the uh, the new covenant is so much better and it is the thing that God planned for us all along. Well, Cap, there's lots of differences, of course, and one of the differences, and this is a touchy one for some people, I, I realize this, uh, what we're going to be talking about today, and I do ask it if, if you have a firm mindset about what we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about tithing. If you have a, a mindset, either way, if you're pro-tithing or if you're not for tithing, we just ask that you would uh, listen along. We're, we're going to try to make a good case here for why we believe fully and firmly in giving as Christians. Uh, but we're going to question whether or not tithing is something uh, that we're meant to do as Christians. So hopefully you'll listen with uh, an open mind, ask God to show you what he would have uh, you to see, because we're not the final authority on this, but 
if you listen along, we hope that you'll be freed up in some ways to, again, uh, to hopefully be freed from this thing called tithing, but free to give cheerfully from your heart. Yeah. I mean, what we hopefully, if nothing else, you're going to see a perspective you haven't seen before, and then you can take it from here wherever you want to take it. All right? I think this is a good one to talk about after coming off the Covenant Confusion series, because with that in mind, with that fresh in our minds, uh, the, the confusion between the Old and the New Covenant that we've been talking about for the past uh, nearly eight uh, nearly uh, eight weeks or something like that. The, the tithe is something that was an Old Covenant thing that, that occurred, and we want to talk about some of the, the things. That, and, and first, let me just say this too, Joel. Uh, there are a lot of well-meaning pastors and church people out there who are just teaching what they were taught. You know, mm-hmm. so this isn't a, a bash the church, bash the pastor kind of thing. We we always try to avoid that. Maybe it comes across that way. I hope not on some of our programs. I, I hope it doesn't come across that way. But we, we realize that a lot of people out there are, are stuck in religion mode because they're simply passing along what's been passed on to them. And we want to try and get people off of that course, especially if it's wrong, and, and try to get them on a course that actually brings more blessing and more freedom because of what Jesus Christ did at the cross. Yeah, exactly. And I know that the um, one of the places people go to first when, when talking, when teaching the tithe, is Malachi 3, of course. And I want to uh, point out how that was actually, in the Old Testament, that was actually the last place where the tithe was mentioned, and there was a reason for it. So I don't know. You know, it's it's hard to know where to begin with something like this. And by the way, well, I me, go ahead. I'm sorry, Joel. I didn't mean to interrupt. Let, <laughs> let me help you get started because you you've done series on these. You you know you are much more informed th- than I am. I'm I'm a little informed, but I, I I'll, I'll try and get you on the diving board here so you can jump in. Um, let me just point out a couple of things because I, I know we we probably should start in Malachi. It's interesting though, and I think you've written about this that Malachi is really one of the, the last things mentioned about tithing in the entire Bible, one of them. Uh, certainly there at the end of the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, but there's so much more that talks about tithing before that, but everybody always seems to focus on Malachi chapter 3. But the word tithe simply means one-tenth, okay? And that's all it means. So the word tithing, or tenthing if you want to call it that, it simply means to set aside a tenth. Uh, the word tithe does not mean to give a tenth of what you have. And you might think that I'm splitting hairs here, but I think as we talk a little bit more about this, it'll make more sense as we try to connect the dots and put everything together. The tithe was never money. It didn't have anything to do with money. And so with a couple of those things in mind, Joel, let's let's forge ahead here. That, that, yeah, that is very important to note out, though, uh, to point out those things, that the tithe wasn't money. And so what, you know, what was the tithe? And unfortunately, uh, the, where, where the church goes to first is this passage from Malachi 3, uh, where uh, it's, it says, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, In what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings and so on and so forth. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Now try me in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be enough room to receive it. What the church has done is that they've gone right to this little passage here, taken it way out of context, and uh, applied this to the church. They say that the storehouse is the church, and that's not true. 
we'll talk a little bit about what the storehouse was and uh, the whole idea of uh, bringing tithes because otherwise you will have robbed God. Well, let's just back up just a little bit because Malachi didn't just simply come up with these words about the tithe out of the blue, but what had happened was that the people of Israel had some laws and ordinances laid down for them to follow. They, the Jews, Israel, they weren't following those uh, tithing laws and ordinances. So what Malachi was doing was he was saying, that, you know, this prophecy, this word from God, he was telling them that they had not kept that. And so what weren't they keeping? Well, we have to go back to some passages, and I won't read all of these, but we have to go back to some passages from Deuteronomy, as well as, I think it's Leviticus, where the tithing laws were laid down. Long story short, those tithing laws were laid down by God to provide for the tribe that was known as the Levites. There were 12 Jewish tribes, and here's the thing. 11 of those tribes, God had given what is called in the Bible an inheritance, he had given them land to raise animals and to, uh, to grow crops on. They were able to feed themselves with all of these things. However, God had given the Levites no inheritance. You can find all of this in Deuteronomy and Leviticus and all these passages. And so um, because God wanted the Levites to perform specific duties among the tribes of Israel. The Levites had special duties, priestly duties, uh, worship-leading duties, all kinds of duties that God had specifically set them aside for. He didn't want them to go out and work the land and raise their own animals. He told the other 11 tribes to bring a tithe of these animals and crops so that the Levites could eat. That's what these tithing things were. Like you said, Cap, it had nothing to do with money. But it had to do with eating. It had to do with food. And so I think that's a good thing that we need to know when we get to uh, Malachi, that the, uh, the Jews had forsaken the Levites. And uh, the Levites had actually had to go out into the fields and work themselves, and God didn't want them to do that. And so that's why God told the Jews that they were robbing him. Okay, so let me. I'm just following along here with you and making sure that uh, we're, we're all... Because I know you can go as far as you want to go with this, so I want to make sure I'm staying with you. God promised Abraham that his seed would, would inherit the promised land. So the Israelite tribes, after being freed from Egypt, inherited the land, but all of the tribes except the Levite tribe. They inherited the tithe instead of the land, so they, re, they received a, a substitute for the inherited land was the tithe. And it was given on one condition. The condition was that they would serve and minister to their Israeli brethren. But again, as you said, it all had to do with food because uh, the, the land that was inherited is where they grew the food, and that's what was being provided to the Levites. Yep, exactly. It all had to do with the food. You know, the Jews, in, under that Old Covenant system, they had money. They exchanged money. They bought things with money, just like we do today. But God never told them to tithe of their money because it wasn't about the Levites getting money. It was about the Levites getting fed. <laughs> and then uh, later on, it, God also asked, he commanded the, that the Jews provide for strangers, orphans, and widows who couldn't provide for themselves. And that's really, like you said, that's, that's what the tithes were all about, is about feeding people. And so we can't just go to Malachi and rip that passage right out of context and say that the storehouse is a modern-day church. It's, that's just, to me... It's, it's just laughable uh, because there's no way that we can 
apply the term storehouse to the church today. The storehouse, what was the storehouse? The storehouse was the place, guess what, where the food was stored. It was a storehouse so that the <laughs> Levite the Levite tribe could then come to the storehouse and get the food that had been set aside for them, and then they could eat. So many people, and we're going to have to probably uh, pick up on this next week because we're running out of time here, but the Jews, they, they brought the stuff to the storehouse so that the priests, the Levites, could eat their fo- could eat the food. And to say that the modern-day church pastor is the same, spiritually speaking, as the Levite priests is also a laughable thing because in Christ, all of us were a spiritual priesthood. All of us, not just pastors, all of us are priests in this kingdom. Well, Cap, we're going to continue on this series next week, and a couple of things at least that we're going to address next time. We mentioned earlier in the program the Malachi passage that talks about the windows of heaven being opened on those who tithe. Well, what does that mean, the windows of heaven will be opened? We'll talk about that. And also, there are some people who say that since Abraham tithed before the law, then we, who are not under the law, should also tithe, because Abraham is the father of our faith and things like that. So we'll talk about that and a whole bunch more next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.